Hey everybody, welcome to the Great Big Yes podcast. I'm Sue Bidstrup. I'm excited to share this one with you. I am interviewing my friend Davis Erler. She's been my friend since sixth grade. We're talking about her business, the three-day sleep solution. But we hit a lot of topics here and we hit on God and faith and just living with passion and purpose and I really hope you enjoy it. It's kind of funny because it starts off a little weird and unprofessional, but she and I were talking before the podcast and she was saying so many good things like she always does, so I recorded it. And so it starts kind of in the middle. I hope you enjoy and I hope you forgive me for that, but welcome. I've always I've always said to people, you know, really what I do is I just get people back to the basics. I rise above the noise and I and I, I rise above the noise and get you back to basics. That's kind of what I've always said. Because I think we are raising a bunch of overindulged children that are it's going to create a totally weak society. Mm. Just my thoughts. And yes. um, so so anyway, I ran across this verse and it's in Proverbs. Uh, I'm still learning how to read all the verses, so bear with me. Love it. 10:17, <laughs> um, and it says, "Whoever heads whoever heeds discipline shows the way to life." But whoever ignores correction leads others astray. And that was huge for me because one of the things that I teach my parents constantly is that there is a difference between discipline and, and punishment. Discipline actually means showing the way. And we are not showing our children the way anymore because we're so afraid they're going to hate us or something like this. And um, so... That really spoke to me. So I actually think what my, I guess my, my, I don't know, new business or whatever, or it to cast this wire net and really kind of get down to the meat of things is going to be back to basic parenting. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I just bought the domain name. So it's, um, I love so, that. Yeah. Cause it's really what it's about. And and, and that is really all I do, and that's kind of what I've been saying over the years, but, um, but it's, it's almost like, my gosh, maybe this is my ultimate calling, you know, like just kind of showing people, you know, we have to show our children the way. And I've been asking this question for years, like, okay, what, when you're acting this way or you're, you're giving them this, what are you showing them the way to? And it really has always made people think like, huh, never really thought of it that way. Right. So maybe we can also focus on that. Right. And what they're teaching them as children or as babies, then we learn, mm -hmm. at, we could take with us into adulthood. And so we go, oh, yeah. gosh, why yeah. am I unhealthy? Why am I always trying to stuff my face when I feel um, uncomfortable or I can't get to sleep? Why am I doing this or that? So it's, it's, it matters for our futures as well. Um, okay, I'm going to go ahead and introduce you because I love this conversation and I want to get started, but I want to um, say who you are and all of that. So, well, first of all, just for the people that are listening, Davis and I have known each other since, what? when did we meet? Did we meet in fifth grade? Fifth? Sixth. Sixth. Okay, so we have known each other forever and we've always really enjoyed talking about the important things and kind of challenging each other and challenging ourselves um, with the bigger questions. And so it's awesome that I get to speak to you um, on a podcast. 
about what you're doing with your life because I find you super inspirational. So um, for the listeners, just um, to kind of give your little bio, um, Davis Erler is the founder of the Three Day Sleep Solution, and she's a postpartum doula. Since 2002, Davis has been assisting parents, doctors, teachers in the area of sleep, lactation, postpartum support, nursery and bedroom design and discipline, and nutrition for ages six weeks to six years old. The goal for the three-day sleep solution is to continue to teach the importance of sleep and healthy habits that will continue to support physical, intellectual, and emotional development throughout life. And she does one-on-one consultations. She also has her DVD. Um, But as you heard at the beginning of the podcast, as we were just kind of talking and I was recording, um, Davis is in process like we all are. And so I think that's like a very exciting um, part of this conversation is that I just read her bio and that's what she's been doing and what she feels called to do, what she has done, but she's in process. And so she's hearing from the Lord in a new way and he's leading her into a bigger, I guess a wider, like she said, cast a wider net. So like a bigger conversation. And I love that. I think that's so, one of the big things I want to do with these podcasts is, um, we're not finished products. We never are. This side of heaven, right? We're never going to be finished. And so we're going to continually grow and and the Lord's going to continuously show us new ways to be who he created us to be. And so what I love about you saying all of that is you're saying yes to that. So you're not saying, okay, well, this is what I've always done and that's what I'm going to do and that's who I am. It's like, no, no, I'm in process. I'm being transformed. The Lord continues to call me into and continues to invite me into a bigger conversation. And I'm saying yes to that. So, yay. Way to go, David. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and way to go um, just to open yourself up to just the Lord and his prompting. I mean, it's super exciting. So what I would love to kind of start with is how did you get involved in this realm? Like, how did you first start doing this kind of work? Um, well, actually, it, it all really, it started with you. Um, and when the girls, the girls were six months old, uh, I was having so many struggles with Scout. I had become friends with a uh, attachment parenter and, um, you know, and I know that I didn't really know the importance of sleep and everything with my first two, but what I was doing seemed to work. Now I look back and I'm literally mortified and, um, <laughs> And I can see how those habits I put on them are still with them today. And that's in, um, and they are 22 and 20. They're, they're both great, all that good stuff, but the things that they struggle with, you know, for instance, I always fed them to sleep. Guess what? When they're tired, guess what the first inclination is to do? Eat. Yeah. Because I trained their brain. But anyway, but that day when um, we were at your house and I was really struggling with Scout and um, you just went and put Kelly down. And I was like, oh. What? Because I was exhausted. I was angry. Scout was too. Um, You know, it was such an anxious time in my life. And so, and I remember you saying, just get healthy sleep habits, um, um, healthy baby, or happy baby um, by Dr. Weisbuth. And I'll never forget because I said to you, oh, no, 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 no. I I have no energy to read. Just tell me what to do. (laughs) And yeah. in about five minutes, you said, you told me what to do. And so that, that night, I'm like, oh, we're doing it. I'm like, I, I, because 
my my ex-husband would get home from work and um and I would be outside in the front yard like trying to cram her through the car window because I'm like I can't deal with this kid I put her down and she sounds yeah. like a yapping dog right and um and I but anyway I remember my attachment parent or friend said said um you know they're little because they're so little so you can hold them all the time and now my big joke is no they're little so they can get out of our hoo-hahs so <laughs> exactly <laughs> right so, but anyway, yeah. I, I'll make it shorter. So, so I just, you know, with everything, I'm an avid learner, and I and I became obsessed. As you know, that's why you and I talk the way we do, is because you know, we we get so interested in something, and and our minds just have to learn more. Yeah. So I got I got very obsessed with um how this was happening, why it was happening, and how changing it and doing just changing a couple of things by honoring her her biological needs. Not my what not not my social needs or my um, fears of, of, of you know a parent, being a parent and so forth, and our lives changed within 24 hours. And Amen. She, yeah. she became a completely different child, and um, and to this you know, and it was always so important from that point. And from from this day, she's just the most amazing, well-rounded person, and um, so. That's great, but anyway, anyway, that's that's the long. But when I came in, I do have a degree in law enforcement with psychology and sociology minor. So my my, I've always been about um, the early childhood, and I also have my um, early early education teaching credentials. So I've always been so fascinated with what makes us human beings tick. Yeah. And then when I moved to California in 2002, I um I became a postpartum doula. And I was working about 40 to 60 hours a week with um, new parents and new babies. And I, 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 I became the teaching doula. I worked hard at working myself out of a job because the sooner I was out of a job, the sooner I knew both the baby and parents were rested. Yeah, and, I love that. And, us, and that, was, that was also the time, during the time, that the baby arena was becoming very noisy, very noisy. Books were coming out, um, you know, Happiest Baby on the Block, which I call that book the most shut up um, book. Um, it should be called the most shut up baby on the block. And um, and um, so I was kind of using my babies as as guinea pigs because I'm humble enough to say, okay, I know what I know. I've seen such great success, but I want to know if there's something I don't know. So I really delved in, and I learned a couple more things. But what I learned more is what what I was doing was was really going to give long-term success because I was actually honoring the needs, the growth of the, the brain, the glands, the pineal, the hypothalamus, all of that, and building a building a foundation that would last your life. So um, after about four years of doing that, my business just segued into a consultation business. And um, and ever since then, I've, you know, I've worked with people all over the world and all that good stuff. So that's that's just kind of how it is. So, so I know what, very much longer explanation, but there you go. I haven't, I haven't learned my elevator pitch yet. I love it. <laughs> no, I love it. And a couple of things I, I just want to say. So our kids are, so Scout and Kelly are um, 17, right? 17. Yes. And yes. so this was 17 years ago. And the landscape of child rearing has changed exponentially in oh. that time. Yes. Right. And like you said, there was an explosion of kind of all these books and all of these theories. But at the time, Healthy Sleep Habits, Happy Child was one of those books where 
it was almost like you were kind of afraid to do it. At least I was. I was kind of afraid to let my child cry it out was kind of the way it was explained. Like, oh, you're going to let your child cry it out. And it was, there was this fear around, am I doing it right? Am I doing, you know, am I a good enough mother? Am I, am, is this okay? Am I hurting my child? So there's this whole element of our own as women, our own fear about not being good enough now being translated into our parenting. And so we're super wishy-washy. And I remember when I read that book, I was like, thank you because I was dying for a leader of somebody to say to me, do this. And kind of like you said, give me the five minute speech. And then now you're going into homes and helping people to do that. And I think that's what we need is everybody kind of needs some guidance in that stage. Cause I think there's this sense of, and this is a bigger conversation, but there's this sense of, am I going to be enough as a mother? Do I have what it takes to cut it? Am I going to hurt my child? Right. Yeah. And it's, and Sue, it is, it is tons worse than we, when we were, you know, beginning moms. And, um, I mean, now with the internet, um, I, I think I would have an anxiety attack each day of my life. <laughs> if I have babies now. Because the nonsense that is out there, yeah. and it's um, and it's so overwhelming. And you know what you said is true. I mean, my conversation every day is, well, I read on the internet that if right. I if I don't attend to every need, my child is going to have psychological issues. They're going to hate me, and <laughs> and and you know, it's like, am I, you know, that's the big thing. Is so, well, I read on the internet that this is dangerous, and it's like, I always my thing right back to. Parents is, you know, the fact is, is that 2% of babies are born as crybabies, so they don't turn crying off for like four months just because their brain hasn't completely organized. But with that being said, I, my instant return back after doing this work for so long and knowing is that there's no amount of crying. Now, trust me, nobody likes crying, but I'll tell you, you know, quickly about crying, but, um, but there's no amount of crying that is more harmful than sleep deprivation which sleep is the only thing that really feeds the brain, a lifetime of bad habits, a lifetime of, of just your brain just being confused all of the time. Right. And, you know, so it's like, and the bottom line, it's just so little, and all it is is, I don't call it crying it out, um, just because I say, you know, we don't stand around at dinner parties and say, so, dude, when, you know, you lie down, do you use the think it out method to go to sleep? <laughs> right. And, and everybody deserves their own right to decompress. Amen. Babies, I love that. So, so we should tweet that. So, yeah. You should tweet that. <laughs> okay. <I'm> serious. <laughs> well, one thing that I keep thinking of is when you were talking about sleep, and obviously this whole thing is about sleep, I was just listening to, um, gosh, I love, do I don't know if you've ever heard of Dallas Hartwig, but he was one of the writers of The Whole 30. But he, he's doing this thing called The Living Experiment, and he does this podcast, and it's so good. Anyway, he was talking about how, you know, what the difference between health and hotness is, right? As an adult, and like what we're kind of going after is health, and what that actually means is, and there's some things in that that can't be measured. And one of them that is the most important thing to our overall health is our sleep. It's and number one. Number, it's one. number one. And so even when we want to lose weight as an adult or we want to get healthy as an adult, sleep is the number one thing we need to do. But no one is kind of talking about that. It's almost like we, I don't know, I, I love though the connection. It's almost like we're not thinking about sleep or that's not like sexy enough to talk about because it's not going to get us our, you know, six pack abs. But that is going to get us our six pack abs 
it's just hard for people to realize that that's important. It's almost like they're staying up all night watching TV or the stress is keeping them up all night or like you said, the food or the caffeine or whatever it is. And so I love that connection that just today I was hearing that as an adult and being reminded of how important my sleep is. And I was considering what do I need to change kind of in my nighttime pattern to help me sleep better. And it's like you're teaching that to them um, as kids. And so we're programming, hopefully, healthy habits into babies and children, which is so helpful to them. <laughs> and they don't even know what's happening. They're, they're oh, going to be grateful yeah. later. Oh, oh, yeah. And the, the, really, the, the really neat thing, too, is, um, is, you know, now that I've been doing this work for so long, and, you know, other than, other than Scout, you know, my mine, um, she, uh, my first, my first consulting clients, are all turning teenagers this year, yeah. And um, and you know because of Facebook and everything, and um, I'm I'm still friends with so many of them. And I I watch these kids. I watch these kids that I've worked with for years, and they flourish. And you know, and I'm still friends with so many moms. And you know, they always come back to me. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm, when their when their friends are over, it's misery. These all these kids are a hot mess. And uh, you know, and my kid is like, I got to go to bed. It's time. And and that's that's exactly that's the whole thing is I think we come from a culture that thinks sleep is a sign of laziness and I think that that's kind of what we need to break out of that sleep is no doubt no if ands or doubts about it is food for the brain and we have this especially as parents um, you know eighty percent of doctors don't even ask the parents how their children are sleeping I could write I could write a book on the the horror stories of what parents have told um, um, parents but of, of what doctors have told parents sorry about that and um but anyway it's um it's that fear that you know that you're lazy and so forth yeah and and um and that's that's what's that's what's really tough about it and that oh it's just the way it is and and so forth, but to just to watch, just to watch these kids grow up and and see that you know they 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 you know healthy sleep. But but I'm sorry, I got got a, on a little tangent there. But let me get back. Is that sleep? No doubt is job one, and we are we get under this um, impression that that the stomach the stomach is um, is the central nervous system of the body. It's not. The brain is. The brain controls the stomach. The stomach does not control the brain. The stomach will send messages to the brain. Right. But, and so that, that to me, one of the reasons why this back to, this, um, back to basic parenting and also my three-day sleep solution, it really is about, it really is about um, teaching parents that the first few years do matter. The first year does matter. And that is why we have a culture of uh, overweight and underslept children. Yes. And let's get I want to get back to that back to basic parenting when you had mentioned Proverbs 10:17. Can you read that again? Yes. Okay. Um okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my my show is my eyes. Calling you out. <laughs> yeah. Put your glasses on. <laughs> okay. All right, I got it. I got it. All right. <laughs> Yeah, um, it is whoever heeds discipline shows the way to life, but whoever ignores correction leads others astray. Oh my gosh, I love that. I'm going to put that in the show notes on the um, website, so if anybody's looking for that, I'll have that down. One of the things I was thinking of when you were met, uh, mentioning discipline versus punishment is if you look at the word discipline, it's 
where the word disciple comes from. And it's, yeah, showing the way. Right. The and way. so you just think of that as I'm, I'm, my job, like as a holy, sacred gift, I am a mother and I get to, and I'm, and I'm entrusted with this child and I get to show them the way. And when you look at your responsibilities in that way, um, even to the point of, you know, how they're sleeping, how they're eating and all of the daily functions, it becomes holy work. I mean, we know motherhood is holy work, but even this, even reading this book or hiring you or figuring out how to do this and not just kind of throwing our hands up and doing whatever society is doing, but actually looking into how can I show my child the way? I love that. Right. And it's in that and that just spoke to me. That verse spoke to me so much because it it just embodies everything that I taught. And you know, one of the things that that I come up against is this is, you know, the whole the whole idea, well, if I don't cater to every um, need of my baby um, and child, but mostly babies, um, is that that they will not trust me. And I have to explain that, well, when you go into their room while they're trying to go to sleep um, and you just show up each time, what are you showing them the way to? And the, and the common sense question is, it, you know, their first thing, they're like, oh, well, you know, I read, you know, but, but it's like, no, no, you know, why are you showing them the way to? And it's what you're showing them the way to is keep showing up in their room and, they'll, and it'll take them hours to go to sleep. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's. And, but if you leave them alone to go to sleep, that's all they need. Every human being needs to go to sleep. And, and you know, and it's, um, uh, it's, it's very true. We, people say, Davis, I tried for hours to get my child to sleep, my toddler, everybody. I go, that's impossible. Right. You cannot get, you cannot try to get a human being to sleep. And your um, listeners will really like this because I, I like to, I like to make parents aware of, um, of, you know, kind of the common sense the common sense to all this. So um, I, I say to parents, okay, you know, when we go to sleep, we have a process. I, and that's what I was saying earlier. Is I call going to sleep a process. No matter what it takes for you to, as a person to go to sleep, leave me alone so I can do it. Right. And um, and when a child is going to sleep, it means even if they're crying a little, it means I got to go to sleep. This is how I do it. Right. But, um, but I say, okay, we all have a process. We go from A to Z. And um, let's just say one night the two of you are are trying to go to, you know, laying next to each other, going to sleep, and, um, and, uh, and I'll use you and Jeff as an example. Okay. So, Jeff, so your, your, your mind is racing, you know, you're thinking about this podcast, you're thinking about everything, <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, your mind is racing, it's, it's, it's processing, but there's so much in it, right. and, um, but Jeff read on the internet that if his wife isn't asleep within five minutes, he needs to check on her. So oh. after about five minutes, Jeff checks in Sue. Sue, honey. Oh, how annoying! Starts, starts, <laughs> starts patting your butt, and I love you, I love you, sweetie. Uh -oh. I promise I'm here. I'm here. And after about doing two or three times of that, you're gonna look at him and be like, "If you don't leave me alone." Right. And so that's exactly what we do to our children. Interesting. Oh, I love that. Yes, I love that. And it's oh, just trusting. That they are okay, and it's interesting, you know. But it's just interesting getting yourself educated on their needs, their needs, their biological needs. It's, society doesn't create the bi biological needs. God created us 
the way he did to meet our needs as human beings. Yeah. But, you know, and we're failing because we walk around all day long exhausted. Our children are exhausted. We're sugaring up our children. Yeah. We're, we're, you know, doing everything we can to get through the day. And that's not how it's meant to be. Right. No, I love that. And I know that will help people. And I'm not sure if that book is still... Um, a thing like I haven't really been in that realm for so long, but it really did save my um, second and third child. <laughs> my first yeah, child yeah, was yeah. like an experiment. Well, here, you know, here's the you know what I tell people about that book because there's like 500 books out. Um, but what I say, I said, if you really want the meat and the truth of Dr. Weiss's work, you got to go back and get the first or second edition. Yeah, has because it changed? It's filled with fluff, it's yeah. filled with options, and it's the last thing people need. We have too many options. Yes, I would agree with that. Okay, I want to get to, um, I want to get to like your story, like the part, because I am privy to knowing you and, and having these conversations. And so I know that you've been going through a period of time where you were kind of considering, should I not do this work? Should I go get a desk job? What's my higher calling? What is God actually asking me to do? Who am I? What are my gifts? Those kinds of things. And I would love for you just to kind of explain to our listeners like what what we talked about, just kind of how it how why you know you're meant to do this. How you feel when you do this or how you're being transformed through this process of you know, your own transformation. So you found what you love to do. You found what you're passionate about. How does it feel when you're not doing it? Like, is this something, you know what I mean? Like, how is God pressing into you to continue this work? Um, wow. Um, well, you know, I think God started pressing into me to expand this work um, a, a while back, and I just kept ignoring it. And, um, but, um, you know, I I often say I don't know how I know what I know, and <laughs> yes, I, right. And and I think that's where your calling really comes from. And um, and this was not a plan. It it just walked into my life, and it it gave me so much um so so much happiness and. And you know, and I I I know I'm a natural teacher, so it was it that was you know, what I did, but to see people's lives turn around in the same way that mine did and, and to see these children grow. And, but what happened is, um, the economy did play a part in it and the internet played a part in it. And so my business, my, the, the business that I loved so much turned into, um, my educating business turned into a convincing business. Mm. And, um, and of course, you know, to being a single mom too, I was taking clients on, out of desperation and we know what fear does fear right. just leads us down the the road like for instance you know what does what this exact thing is um uh, let me read this verse again whoever heeds discipline shows the way to life but whoever ignores correction leads others astray mm -hmm. and and basically i was not correcting what what i i was doing meaning I was falling into despair. I was falling into fear. Yeah. And, um, and it was just, it was such a hard time. But so I did go back into corporate America. Um, I did. And, um, and how it, and it was, it was misery. It was misery. I was on the road all of the time, but what happened is, um, I, I, you know, just becoming very unhappy, very unhealthy. 
Um, and then, then it, I just, when you fall down, um, you know, I think that the way that we were talking the other day is, is losing faith in the middle. Yes. And that's what I was doing. I was losing faith in the middle and, 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 you know, and I fell down and I just didn't fall down. I mean, I was being scraped across the the asphalt, you know, and, so um, and when, just, excuse me, but when you say the middle, so you mean like, okay, so God gave you this great idea. You have this passion and this purpose. You found something that really, um, made your life easier and you had this passion to share it with other people. You were doing it. You were doing it well. You felt like you were in a flow because you said you were a natural gifted teacher. So you're in your gifting, you're in your passion. And then Real life takes, you know, you're a single mom, the economy's bad, there's, you're living in fear right now, like there's, so that's kind of your middle part. Um, is that what you mean? So like you, you found what you wanted to do, you found your calling, but then you started to kind of doubt it and fear was around it. And so you were starting to kind of fall into not following your calling. Am I understanding yeah. that right? Yeah. Because you know, you know, everybody knows there there are ups and downs and so forth. So instead of leaning into God, what I was doing is fighting Him. Um, yeah. You know, one of the things I heard yesterday, and it may have been Joel. I don't know, but um, but or can we we, we need to talk about Joel? Can we give Joel okay. a shout out? Let's give Joel a yeah. shout out. Oh my gosh, Joel. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so we have talked about this, you and I, but a lot of people. Are critical of Joel Osteen and um, his um, the way that he preaches but for you and I both personally um, he has really encouraged our walk and been with us in the down times is that safe to say <laughs> well oh my gosh it's, it, it's so safe to say and and um, I I would definitely say I, I've been searching for Joel Osteen my entire life because growing up in a very um, Pentecostal fire and brimstone existence from a very little girl, I knew this wasn't right. And it changed my relationship with God. And, um, and you know, because I'm like, I just refuse to believe that this is how it's supposed to be. I refuse because, and especially now being a parent, I'm like, there's just no way. There's just no way that God can turn his back on us that quickly. There's no way. Right. You know, because I, I wouldn't do these things to my own children. And so um, you grew up believing, let me just make sure I'm understanding. So you grew up believing that um, God was a, more of a punishing, vengeful God, like you would behave in order to gain his favor? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. And then tell me where where you are now with that. Well, well, um, well, and that, and I've been growing from that for, for many years now. But, um, but, you know, with Joel, you know, when Joel talks, it's like, Yes, this this is what God wants for us because this is these are the exact same things that we would tell our own children. Right. So why would God be telling us this? If right. we believe we are his children, why wouldn't we believe why wouldn't we believe that God wants the very best for us? But as parents, we also know our children are gonna trip and fall. They're they're gonna they're gonna go through times where they're scraped across the asphalt. As parents, we're gonna keep saying, You got this, you got this. Uh, here, give me your hand. Right. And like you said, even even as parents, we know they need to be disciplined, like we were talking about. They need to be shown the way. And God does that same thing for us. He shows us the way. He's not. It's not all rainbows and unicorns. Like God is constantly convicting our hearts for our own transformation to be more like him. So it's not that he's this um, God that doesn't have any 
standards, right? But he's for well, us. Like, he's rooting for us in the front row. Like, he is our biggest fan and our greatest supporter. So, I love that. Okay. So, tell me about, so you were saying you're in the middle. You're being scraped across the, the asphalt. Yes, in the middle. And, um, and just, you know, just like I said, falling into fear, falling into, and just letting it, it rule my life. And, um, but, uh, you know, I guess, I guess, you know, God just needed to say, all right, go, you go right ahead, <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, but I'll be here when you want to come back. Yeah. Um, but, um, so basically it just, I found that that was, was the furthest thing, um, from my existence being in corporate America, traveling, you know, spending my days, my precious days with a fake smile across my face. And I, and, you know, and I lived with this, this feeling in the pit of my stomach every single day. And then it just started happening. I, you know, just started getting more clients and, and, um, and God, God gave me the gift of the president of the company, um, I'm, that I was working with, um, doing something very rude and unethical to me. And, um, I walked away that day and it was, um, it, you know, and for me, you know, I've been criticized mostly by my ex-husband um, that, you know, you should have stayed in that job. You should have stayed in that job. And, you know, there's a part of him that was like, no, this isn't meant for you. You're not a job person. You you have found your calling. But, um, but his whole thing is that, you know, he just doesn't want me in his pockets, I believe. But with that being said, um, you know, the question was, is, you, I, well, the question was, aren't you being irresponsible? And I really had to sit with that. And I really had to cry on that because I, how is it being irresponsible? How is it being responsible showing up to a place where you're definitely mistreated and waking up every day, dreading the day, can't wait for the end of the day so you can go home and down a bottle of wine to to just get rid of it all? How is that? care of myself right when we're we're numbing ourselves from our life we're trying to numb out every chance we can get then that's not living in alignment with where god wants us to be right so how did god bring you how did how is like god a part of this journey for you like how did he bring you back or you said you prayed about it like what did you hear from the lord faith just that that it'll all be okay it'll all be okay in that um and, you know, and it, and of course, having your own business and so forth isn't the easiest thing, but going back to where, you know, I lost faith in the middle. I lost yeah. faith in, you know, and, and then just coming back around and saying, okay, I have more years behind me than I have ahead of me. I have to serve out my purpose or I won't make it through. I, I just, I just won't. And, um, and so that's just how it's it's come it came it came around like like all i can say is i leaned into the faith and yeah. and i'm still leaning in because yeah. because when i am talking to my parents you know i'm not gonna lie there's times where i just want to say oh my gosh will you please zip it you know and because i get i still get a lot of well i write on the internet but right. it's just it is right. it's patience you know i pray for patience a lot but right. um but knowing um that 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 is what that the feelings that I have there, the emotions I have, everything about that about my business and now expanding it, um, it gives me a completely different feeling. It gives me a feeling of purpose. It, it, it yeah. And and the friends that I have gained from that, I find it interesting that I do not keep in touch 
with one single person that I met inside of corporate America for three years, three years. And, but almost all of my girlfriends have been my clients. Yeah, I love that because when you're living your own, what you're passionate about, people sense that and they're drawn to you and they want to know you and they can sense the joy in your life because you're living out your calling. I think that is amazing. Okay, I'm going to have to wrap it up. I could talk to you for hours, but I know that's that's us. (laughs) What I want to tell our listeners is that all of the show notes will be um, on greatbigyes.com along with the podcast. So if you want to contact Davis, all of her information will be there along with um, some of the things that we talked about. So um, for sure, look her up. And do you want to say your website again? Well, my website is not up yet. That's um, part okay. of it. But, um, but definitely you can um, follow me on Instagram, a three-day sleep solution. Awesome. And um, all of my contact information is up. So, you know, now it's just time for me to to listen to God and expand this um, this business. I mean, it was it's, it's leaning in. And it's like I woke up, like I said this morning, it was like, whoa. And, and within yeah. five minutes, I bought the domain name. Yes. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> it's like I'm listening. I'm listening. So, That's um, but so yeah, awesome. once yeah. once all that is up, then um, but uh, you know, and I've got a Facebook page and so forth. But Instagram is where I'm doing most of my specials and my teaching and all awesome. of that good stuff. Okay, so three day sleep solution on Instagram, and um, yeah, I just want to pray before we hang up. Um, I just it's been a pleasure to talk to you. I'm so glad that we got to do this officially. Like we're official grown ups now. We've done this for <laughs> years by ourselves and. Uh, restaurants and coffee shops and on our couches with our babies and stuff. So this is super exciting and I couldn't be more proud of you. And I would just love to um, ask the Lord for a blessing. Uh, Father God, just bless Davis as she goes forward um, with this dream, with her passion and living out her purpose, helping families and babies and children just to live healthy and whole lives, Lord. And and I just thank you for the way that you're speaking into her life. I thank you for the way that your um, word is coming alive and that it seems like it's meant just for her. And I know that it is, Lord. And so as you continue to call her into a deeper relationship with you, Lord, I just ask that you bless her abundantly. And I pray with joyful expectation, just trusting and knowing that you will and you can and you have and you will continue to just... Um, First, open our lives with your light and your peace and your joy. And we're so grateful that we get to live um, and breathe and have our being in you. Thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Yay. Thank you, Davis. Thank you so much this for having me. so oh much gosh. fun. Yes, oh, my gosh. Yes. I love it. So I'll talk and to you later. Call you later. Absolutely. Okay, <laughs> bye-bye. Okay, bye.